Welcome, everyone, to the new episode of the Truth and Rally podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Roman, reporting in the middle of nowhere. An update on the MLB situation with the lockout. Well, supposedly the meetings were going to happen today. Uh, starting today, it was be- has been said that the issues that are going to be talked about today and before January will be the minor issues that need to be talked about in, in this lockout. It has been said that the major issues will not be talked about until sometime in January. Which means it could be any time in January. Which for me as a fan says maybe this strike and this lockout, whatever you want to labor it as, is going to take longer than expected. Especially that they're waiting two weeks to even talk about the small issues. Two weeks. And then if you think about it even more, Christmas is around the corner. Are they going to talk talk about the issues that they need to talk about around that, around that time? So the idea that this is being such a slow process scares me. Unless the meeting that they had today goes well, and the meeting that maybe they have tomorrow in the next couple of days goes well, that it looks like they could talk about the major issues sooner than later, then I'll, I'll feel positive. But as of right now, I'm scared for the season. I'm scared for the offseason because the offseason season is not done. And the question is, will fans want to come see them? You know, will the season go, we have to get lowered? F- uh, uh, will the season total games have to be reduced? Or will they push back the season so they still have 162 games? I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a head coach in the NFL has been fired. A guy who was sought out by many teams prior a guy who was great in college, so many teams wanted him and wanted him to be the new Harbaugh who came, who had success in college, who transferred over in, into the NFL. But that head coach, if you don't know who I'm talking about, is Urban Meyer. It was issues brewing prior to this week. Um, you know, certain people will probably say, "What? Why did it take so long?" But long story short, Urban Meyer is gone. So here's some questions that I have for some of you out there if you're listening. Did Urban Meyer know how to lose and adjust? Did he know how to talk to men players versus talking to young college players? Was the Jaguars even a perfect situation for him? Remember, every step, every uh, college program that he coached for won. Won a minimum of nine games and even more. He was always considered a great coach. He always had a winning record. He didn't have one losing season. He never lost more than three games in college. So how, did he know how to experience the losses that he had with the Jaguars and did he know how to adjust? It seemed like he didn't know how to adjust, and it seemed like the pressure of winning got the best of him. Somewhere, Blake Bortles, who has been struggling to find a team where he could start, is laughing. Because when he was the the quarterback of the Jaguars, they had a great defense, and they had a great run game. Blake Bortles was not elite, but they won games. And it seemed like the Jaguars were never really focused on getting adding other pieces all around him. 
and making this offense better while they had a top five defense. Instead of building up, they gave up pretty quickly. Slowly but surely, by getting rid of guys like Ramsey, Campbell, and others, they gave up rather than replace. So like I said before the season started, does anybody really want to be in Jacksonville in terms of the Jaguars? Did any, does anyone even want to go there, ladies and gentlemen? That, that's my question for you. Did they give up too quickly with Urban Meyer? You know, Urban Meyer is, you know, is a college co- coach. Did he need more time? Some would say no. Some would say yes. Some would say he's nothing more than a great uh, college coach. So long story short, Urban Meyer is gone. This offseason, they were looking for the second head coach in two offseasons. We'll see what happens for the rest of the season for them. Hopefully, Trevor Lawrence has a good coach next year that's willing to help him become one of the better starters in the NFL. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard, COVID cases are rising. Players seem to be going in bunches in terms of leaving the teams because of COVID protocols, which for some sports... These players who are on COVID protocols have to test negative two times before they're activated from those lists. And the interesting thing about these COVID cases, it doesn't really apply to the NBA and the NHL as much as like it's going to hurt the NFL's players who are gone, who may see certain teams who are on playoff contention right now lose games because of these players being gone because of COVID. And let me scratch that. It is important for the NBA and NHL. Will certain teams not make the playoffs due to two or three games? Will certain teams that could have been third slip to seventh place in the rankings because of COVID? Is there certain teams that never recover? It's interesting to see what's going to happen. It's it's going to be interesting to to see and hear what new protocols are going to be put into place in order to maintain fans in the stands and to see if we can continue the season rather than have a bubble season. So let's talk about the NBA. If you don't know what happened this past Tuesday, you don't know where what record was broken. Let me fill you in. Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors faced the New York Knicks this past Tuesday. He needed two three-pointers in order to become the best three-pointer ever. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he got it the first half. And long story short, he became the new three-pointer king. He passed greats like Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. And before I can congratulate Steph Curry... There's some things, there's a couple things I want to analyze. For example, let's talk about one player who's older in the bunch between Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, and Steph Curry. You know, let's look at Reggie Miller's era of the NBA. An era where the three-pointer wasn't something that a lot of teams really embraced. Hell, the NBA didn't really embrace it itself, didn't really appreciate it. 
it seemed like it was inverted. Defense seemed more of a focus. So it kind of made sense why Reggie Miller lost the record so quickly. You know, let's look at Reggie Miller as a player in, in total. And, and how does this make sense to look at him at to as total as a player? Well, let's also look at it like this. Was Reggie Miller an elite player? Or was Reggie Miller a great role player? This is a guy who never attempted more than uh, 15 field goals per season. And at the most in his whole career, in only one season in his career, he attempted at least six three-pointers per game in terms of attempts. So it, so it made sense that a guy like Ray Allen, where in his era of the NBA, the three-pointer was embraced slightly more, which made sense because he attempted more three-pointers versus Reggie Miller. Um, Ray Allen was m more of an elite player. He attempted more shots. He had more rebounds, more assists per games. He attempted more uh, three-pointers per game. So Allen was more of an elite player who, before landing in Boston, was attempting anywhere between 18 and 21 attempts per game until he went to Boston where he only attempted about 13. But all the players, and once Ray Allen and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett uh, went to Boston, all kind of um, saw a reducement in terms of field, goal, field goals per game. But let's look at the guy of the moment. The guy who has become the king, Steph Curry, who's in a league where we have seen defense be less of a focus and the more love of offense and three-pointers. Three-pointer attempts seems to be growing each year. Back in the 2011-2012 season, 12 out of 13 teams attempted 20 attempts or more, which is not even half of the NBA. Uh, it's not even half the teams in the NBA. Well, now every team is attempting 30 attempts or more. Actually, it's just, it, it has been a trend. Is you know Back in 2011, it seems more like these are just 12 teams and that's it. Who cares if, you know, about the three-pointers? The NBA 10 years ago still was not embracing three-pointers. But the era of Steph Curry has. You're talking about a guy who, who um, right now just broke the record, but he's also in, a, in an era where, where the uh, defense is played soft. Will, would have Steph Curry been the accurate three-pointer shooter that he is right now if he played in Reggie Miller's era? Would he have been... Uh, would he, well, the question of the day, not even him. What will, what kind of three-pointer specialists or spe, uh, three-pointer shooters would Reggie Miller and Ray Allen be today if they played? I don't know. As of right now, Steph Curry is the leader. And the thing you have to think about with everyone attempting so many three-pointers per game, Reggie Miller, and this is a bold prediction, Within the next five to ten years, Ray Miller, Ray Miller, Reggie Allen, and Ray Allen will probably be pushed back from their top three spot. They may even fall out of the top five. They may even fall out of the top ten. The way it, of the way things are happening now, more and more teams and more and more players are attempting 
eight attempts or more. Right now, if you look at Steph Curry, within the last seven seasons, I think there's at least five of the last seven seasons, he's attempted 10 three-pointers or more per game. You know? You know, and in terms of the soft NBA, some certain things that I look at sometimes is the field goal percentage, how efficient the person was. Like, if you look at Reggie Miller and you look at Ray Allen, Ray Allen seemed to be more efficient versus Reggie Miller. Right now, in terms of careers, Steve Kerr knows how to, has the highest percentage in terms of career. And it's so crazy that I talk about Steve Kerr because Kerr is the head coach of Steph, of Steph Curry. And if you look at Steph, Steph Curry, Steph Curry's father was a great three-pointer shooter. And wait a minute, Steve Kerr is a great three-pointer shooter. How is Steph Curry not going to be a player who embraces the three-pointer? Or a guy who's not learning from two guys who are efficient in their career? So congrats to Steph, uh, Steph Curry. Uh, congrats to Reggie Miller and, and Ray Allen holding the one-two spot for as long as they have. But right now, it, for this soft league, it's hard to label guys like Steph Curry and others elite in terms of in certain areas in, a, in an era where players um, are playing soft in terms of defense which makes certain players become more efficient scorers and players because of a soft NBA. So what are the NFL games of the week, ladies and gentlemen? So the first game, which is happening tonight, some of you probably even be watch, uh, will be watching, is the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Chargers win this game, and they are tied for first place in the AFC West with the Chiefs. Will the Chiefs go on and and continue their win streak and go from six to seven games? Second game of the week is, in my opinion, is the Packers uh, and the Ravens, two teams that are top of the Northern Divisions in the AFC and the NFC. Aaron Rodgers is having a great season with the Packers. And the question of the day is, is this his last season with the Packers? Or will he continue and stay with them? And in terms of the Ravens, you know, they lost so many different players, either in the secondary and in, in running backs and offense, that it shows you what great coaching can do for certain teams. And Harborough showing that, yes, he was a special teams um, coach prior to becoming a head coach, but he's still a great head coach. What does it have to do with anything? Well, there's no idea there. But um, we'll see what happens between these teams. Um, we'll see if Lamar Jackson, who got hurt this previous game, plays. We'll see if more teams will be losing. We'll see if any more players in terms of the Packers or Ravens potentially don't play because of COVID. We'll see if any games in the NFL will be postponed. So far, no games have been postponed in the, in the NFL this season because of COVID. It has happened in the NBA, and it has happened in hockey. And in terms of hockey, let me talk about something that's crazy. So, I don't even know the, the head coach name for the New York Rangers, but it's so crazy that the Rangers basically have the same players that they had last season, with a few minor changes with the guys who they drafted 
and maybe a few other players. But it's so different how they basically have the same team and playing so well versus last year where they had the same players and they were either okay or below okay. It's crazy how sometimes it's just the coach who has to um, who changes everything. It's not really a free agent or a trade that needs to be done in order to make certain teams elite. So if you don't watch wrestling, you, you didn't know that this past week, the Ring of Honor has, has officially ended. They had his, their last event where they saw a guy like Braun Strowman, whose actual name is Adam Shear. Hopefully, I'm, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. But Braun Strowman, who hasn't really been in the spotlight of wrestling in over 90, ga- uh, 90 days since being released from the WWE, showed up in the last event. Interesting to see what he goes from here, to see if he goes to the AEW, see if he goes to Japan, see if he goes to Impact. It'll be interesting to see what guys like EC3 and Braun Strowman do in the near future. The New York Mets. Let's talk about the New York Mets manager situation. If you're unaware, the New York Mets, once the strike was put into place, start to gather gather who they wanted to interview for the manager opening. There was guys like Bob Green. There was rumors that Curtis Granison, David Wright, who have no experience, was going to be a part of it. Uh, Matt Corota, the, the bench coach of the Rays, was was going to be interviewed. There was rumors that Joe Espada was going to be interviewed, the bench coach of the Astros. And former three-time manager Buck Showalter was going to be interviewed. Well, the interviews happen. They cut down to three finalists, which is Matt Cueto, who has no experience as a manager in the in um, Major League Baseball, and then this Joe Spada, who has been in winning seasons in the World Series, and has learned from greats like Dusty Baker as a finalist. And the key finalists where everybody's putting as the likely choice to be the next New York Mets manager is Buck. Showalter. Buck Showalter is supposedly going to be interviewed within the next day or two. We'll see what happens. It was said today that Mac Coedo, the bench coach of the Rays, impressed the Mets. We'll see what happens there. You know, personally, we've tried guys who didn't have any prior uh, manager experience in Major League Baseball. Now, I think going for the guy who has experience is the way to go in terms of the Mets. So that would be Buck Showalter. We'll see if Buck Showalter win, uh, wins the race between him, Matt Quota, and Joe Espada. Or will he lose it to one of those young uh, coaches? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is my episode. It's a very short episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully in the near future, I interview somebody. But if you haven't subscribed already, ladies and gentlemen, and you like my podcast, and you like what I talk about, subscribe to my podcast on Apple. Or go to any podcast apps that you you, you like and, and, and subscribe there so that you're aware of when an episode is available for your listening ears. Sounds kind of corny the way I said that, but that's the way it is. <laughs> or follow me on Instagram if you aren't already. My Instagram name is the dash truth dash and 
dash reality dash i didn't choose it like that they did they said my name my name of my uh podcast name was already chosen so i had to change the format of how i displayed the name so i did hopefully you guys follow me there ladies and gentlemen have a good day and even better night bye bye ladies and gentlemen